0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Breakroom Boys. I'm Nate and that's Lucas. Hello. And uh, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good, man. Uh, enjoying this nicely warm day we're having here.
0: 80 Late degrees.
1: Night.
0: Yeah. 80 degrees. Like it. Yeah. It's. Uh, I cover Seattle. It's one of my big cities mm-hmm. in my patch, and uh, they had enough snow that one of my field reps had to get out and shovel her driveway today. And uh, I'm like, well, it's 80 degrees here today, so.
1: Yeah sucks no, for you <laughs> no snow shoveling uh it's just we've gotten I'm fucking we're getting right in talking about the weather the most boring yeah, possible that. thing but no it's been a good day uh it, it felt great today so i was i've kind of been in a good mood all day um we've got a lot to discuss here that's unfolded yeah. in the last week or so yeah
0: i want to start out first of all by saying um for anyone that's listening to this i hope you get well soon because literally everybody in the world is sick right yeah, now. That is bit, yeah, that is true. Everybody it? is sick right now. It's actually unbelievable. I, especially if you're working in an office these days, all you hear around you is just people hacking up phlegm. And, um, you know, I was talking to Dan and he flew out to Las Vegas. He said everyone on his flight was coughing, sounding like shit. And he's at a big conference, and everyone in the entire room sounds like they've got pneumonia.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, you know, prior to 2020, people used to always say, you know, there's something going around. There's something going around. It's <laughs> like seven things yeah, like, yeah, going around. Yeah, right. really and now it's, uh, we have a whole different perspective when it comes yeah. to something going around. I mean, something, shit. But something is actually making yeah, it around. We, we got
0: a cold pandemic right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to start putting on a mask again just so I don't have to get sick again yeah. for the third fucking time in the last or few weeks.
1: expose your runny nose to anyone yeah. in public.
0: Yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a nightmare. I mean, even the dog's been sick. It's it's just too much. So, um, you know, hopefully we get past that and, and we stop getting sick as as things get colder and more miserable. I'm sure that's how that works. But uh, speaking of miserable, let's go ahead and start getting into some of our topics, and uh, sure. we'll we'll start off with some some news that's made quite a few people miserable. It's made other people like us and. Uh, Even people on the other side of things, pretty happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hugh Freeze is the new head coach at Auburn. Yep. He Um, is. This was always a possibility. It was looking for a while there, like they really wanted as a fan base, Dion, or uh, they wanted to get Lane Kiffin, and Mm -hmm. Hugh Freeze was kind of on the back burner. Yeah. And then it immediately shifted from, okay, for whatever reason, the Dion Sanders talk just completely came to a screeching halt, and then it... Everyone wanted Lane Kiffin, um, and then everyone wanted Hugh, Mm -hmm. and then there was this faction of Auburn fans that were kind of going head-to-head, who do we want? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Lane Kiffin took himself out of the running, and it was like, oh, fuck him anyway, we don't want him. Yeah, they never wanted him. And now you have probably an equal faction on each side of people that are extremely excited that they have Hugh Freeze. Mm Mm-hmm and people that are absolutely pissed off that they have you freeze.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. The the Dion thing, I, I don't know if that was a lack of interest on his part or the school, but you're right, that just sort of stopped pretty, yeah. pretty abruptly maybe, what, a month ago, three weeks ago. Uh, and then since then, yeah, Lane Kiffin obviously uh, expressed some interest. Like, there's no doubt there. He definitely entertained it to some degree. I don't know if it came down to a number that didn't work for him. He just ultimately decided he wanted to be at Ole Miss, but uh, he, they looked awful their last two games, uh, and I don't know if that, you know, how much of that was him being a little checked out or his team thinking that he was checked out, but he stays put, and yeah, they go got with. a big
0: extension he too. Did. Yeah, he signed nine mill a year.
1: Yep, and and then I believe later that day or the following morning, it was reported that Hugh Freeze would would be signing. Um, and there's there's so much to talk about there. His contract, the clause that's in it, why that clause oh, is in it, uh, why people are upset. Um, but yeah, I just for anyone totally out of the loop or maybe you don't remember who Hugh Freeze is. He uh was most recently the coach at Liberty, uh, after being fired from his head coaching job at Ole Miss. He was there from 2012 or 13 to 2017 ish, something like should, that. Probably yeah. Should have checked that. But in that time period, he. Uh, had back-to-back wins over Alabama in 2014 and 2015, uh, and then things went south pretty abruptly as as a, a litany of allegations. Uh, which he I'd forgotten about this. He initially tried to play off as Houston nut and the and the previous coaching staff and some things that happened before his time at Ole Miss. It turns out that was not true. Uh, there were a number of, of different recruiting allegations. Most famously, the escort service that he. Uh, was proven to have called uh, repeatedly. There was a pattern of calling. You know, and, from,
0: uh, from a university-issued cell phone, cell phone at that. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, um, among several other things, that was kind of the final straw. He was, you know, temporarily—I I don't know, is exile a permanent word? He he was temporarily kicked out of the SEC. Um, and so he had his little rehab stint, ironically, at Liberty, uh, which research that institution if you don't know much about it. Um, he you know, was a winning football coach there. He got them to be a serious team at the FBS level. And everybody kind of wondered who would take the chance on him back in Power 5 football. Uh, and it, it was Auburn who, who ultimately <laughs> made that decision. Um, and their fan base, as you mentioned, is very torn. They,
0: they really yeah. are. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are super stoked because he has beaten Alabama twice. He took Ole Miss to some heights that they hadn't achieved in a while, Um, had a few good seasons there. Mm -hmm. But it was very obvious that there was something fishy going on in in the recruiting space. They started picking up top five classes left and right. And the guy's a good coach, don't get me wrong, but – when you go from barely being able to crack the top 25 in recruiting all the way up to I think he might have even pulled in a number one class. Yeah. And that, I remember that signing day, yeah, people were just flipping to Ole Miss left and right.
1: Yeah, Kim Dicci and Laramie Tunsil, and there was um, a lot of last second, like very last minute flips to Ole Miss, guys who didn't even seem to be considering no. them, and, and, and like top 50 players nationally. So, some, you know kind of uncharted territory for Ole Miss as far as right. like signing m- numerous guys like that, Um again, very late in the recruiting cycle. It was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty obvious what was it, going yeah, on Yeah, it was there, a yeah.
0: very poorly kept secret yeah. what was going on there. And then, you know, the cherry on top of the cake was, uh, or on top of the Sunday, I guess you should say, was, was when, I believe it was Laramie Tunsil, he was in his... He was being interviewed, uh, either during the draft process or afterwards, and they asked him, "Did you accept money to come to Ole Miss?" And he straight up came out and said, "I have to say yes. Yeah, like I, I've got to admit it. Yeah, I did." And so, "Well, of fucking course you did. Yeah. Like it, it's not surprising. It is kind of surprising that you just came out and said it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, obviously the 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 bigger part of that was the escort thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a guy who." Stands on a pedestal and
1: he's a big God guy and, yeah, and
0: preaches the word of Jesus like all the time and like don't get me wrong I I think that I, I think it's okay to to share your religious beliefs as a a, a public figurehead
1: yeah almost every coach and athlete but, does it yeah
0: but it seems like the guys who are the most outspoken about it tend to be some of the shittier people Indeed. aside from like Tim Tebow I yeah. mean. A lot of these guys, you just come to find out, like, oh, my gosh, you've got some skeletons in the closet. Certainly. And yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he did his little rehab stint in, in, at Liberty. He had a few good seasons there. And as you mentioned, it was just a matter of time before he got another chance. And it's just so funny that it worked out to be Auburn. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as Alabama fans, I mean, it's just, it is hilarious to watch. and. You know, as we mentioned, Lane Kiffin signed a nine mil per year extension. He got like just north of six million per year, Mm -hmm. which is kind of shocking. Typically, when you've got a a huge program like Auburn signing a guy, it's going to be for a lot of money and a lot of years with a huge buyout. And I think that they're being really cautious about this and to the point. As you mentioned, one of the, the contract stipulations that you, you kind of alluded to, uh, he cannot use Twitter anymore.
1: Or any social media accounts. Right. Um, he, he's agreed to relinquish control. Uh, and, and that's because we, we failed to mention while more recently, I, this within the past year, I think. Over this uh, last summer. There was a former Liberty student um, who, who was part of a, a sexual assault case, um, a, f- a former female student who he – Dm'd on Twitter in defense of his athletic director, uh, which is a very bizarre move. Like like uh, me not knowing any specifics of the investigation. Like that is a crazy thing for a head football coach to do. Like just imagine any other coach, Nick Saban or Ryan Day, dm'ing a girl right. about uh, an ongoing case. And so, it, th- and that it was real that that contract stipulation. Right. Um. It's just it's it's crazy. It's so,
0: it's beyond absurd yeah. that that happened. Yeah. And it's even more absurd that, that just the next college football season, he's getting hired on to another power five program yeah. that's seen a lot of success over the last decade plus. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly shocking. And, um, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta hand it to Auburn fans that, that are not happy about this. I mean, He's a good football coach. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. He, like, he really, like
1: that's the only reason he got this. From job.
0: an yeah. X's and O's perspective, from a recruiting perspective, he's good at what he does. Um, and there are a lot of people out there that are like, I don't give a shit how good he is. Like this guy is a cancer as a human being, and he does yeah. not belong here.
1: Well, that's the w- the first part of that is the agreed upon part. Everybody knows he can coach, right? And so it's either he can really coach the way you just framed it, but all signs point toward him being a piece of shit, whereas a lot of other people have adopted the opposite stance where it's like, hey, look, the man's messed up. Who among us hasn't messed (laughs) up? Right. But the man can coach football. I believe in second chances.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And this is, you and I, again, have a a unique interest and unique perspective in it, being that we are Alabama fans. Auburn is our our in-state rival. We grew up in and around, you know, these, like, Auburn and communities and, and uh, friends and family who are Auburn fans, and um, that's why it's been so entertaining to see this this split uh, of opinion amongst the fan base, um, because Auburn's a very unique, and it's hard to explain too for those who aren't around it a lot. They have a lot of weird like evangelical overtones, and they, they call do. themselves the family, and they. They're very cult-like in, in a lot of ways and, and very insulated. It's a very, you're with us or against us. Like, there, there's a lot of, and not every fan's that way, obviously. Right. But th- we saw what they just did to their last coach. Right. They tried to fabricate a, a, a scandal, uh, a sex scandal, between he and an assistant and get him fired. Uh did not work. And now the man they hired has, has not only previous and i've even read some stuff about like his high school coaching stuff too yeah, that's come out
0: that's awesome long
1: rough. trail uh, of typically th- th- rumors that don't exist uh you know for people who are innocent <laughs> like like <laughs> let's just be <laughs> yeah. honest like people you and i don't have a trail of of allegations behind us at former jobs no i would hope i don't know <laughs> so like it's it's just very funny um that you know they, they've moved on from Brian Harson. Yeah, uh, for that re- you know reason they tried to fabricate. Now Hugh Freeze has that you know, yeah, has multiple instances here. They've a lot of them have put that aside. It, it's just
0: it, it yeah. yeah. So I I agree that there there's a lot of humor in the situation from the standpoint of an Alabama fan. But I also I, I do have to step back and I legitimately do feel bad for the same people out there there there's actually quite a large faction of the Auburn fan base that's very normal yeah. they don't really buy into this whole family talk no, and this yeah, whole absolutely. like uh you know just weird cult-like thing they're just fans of the school that they attended or that they're a fan of mm-hmm. and you know they're very normal decent fun people to talk to and, and you know tr- talk trash with and I, I genuinely feel bad for those people because yeah. they're really in a tough spot here. I don't know how I would react to this if if I was in their shoes. Yeah, I would really struggle to support a program that just made a decision like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as much as I like to joke and, 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 you know, kind of poke and prod at them, like I, there is part of me that legitimately does feel bad for people like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um and yeah, I have a lot of friends and family who fall in that category, and, mm-hmm. and I haven't really talked about it with any of them. Uh, but I'd be interested to hear what they have to say. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know you can't be thrilled about it.
0: I have seen Auburn fans that have come out and said, "I will not be attending football games while he is the coach." Yeah, I'm not going to put any money into this program while he's there.
1: Yeah, and it's and just, I respect that. Yeah, and that's got
0: to be friggin' hard though.
1: Yeah, it does for sure, and and it's not even. Like your team, you know, maybe just not competing at the level they can or, or kind of, you know, taking a step back in a tough conference or whatever. This is an athletic department that shot themselves in the foot repeatedly, like so many times. And, and like, there's – we can go back but there's things I will not remember either, but that's got to be so hard for those fans. Yeah. Where like, it's just like, how do we keep doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah. They just – they fired uh, Alan Green, who made it – who lasted, what, two years there maybe? Uh, Brian Harson, two seasons and, or one and a half, and it's it's just like you keep ma- you forcing these bad hires over and over, like it's got to make the fan base sick. Yeah. Um. And so we we will see what kind of product he puts on the field. Uh. We'll kind of see how the fan reaction continues to go. Um. But it's been a very fun first week as him. Uh, yeah. Being Auburn's coach. Yeah.
0: First few days, really. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, to get into some more college football talk, uh, we had rivalry week this weekend, and um, it did not disappoint. We no. had some pretty huge upsets. We had some some big rivalry games. We had two versus three, Ohio State versus Michigan. I'll be honest, going into that game, I gave Michigan a chance. Mm-hmm. I thought that they could keep it close, but being in the horseshoe, uh I, I thought that Ohio State would, would kind of get the better of them. Mm-hmm. They're pissed off from last year. They're yep. probably going to take care of business. And they completely fell apart in the second half.
1: Yeah, they did. Because um, the the final score doesn't indicate, one, how close of a game it was in the first half, but also how not close it was at the end of the game. Because I think Ohio State did have a garbage time touchdown. Uh, I can't remember what the, the deficit ended up being. But um, Michigan came out of that locker room and just like, was, like were not they were not gonna lose like they decided in the locker room they were gonna come out and beat ass and Ohio State was just like well, I kind of hope we can like hang with them right um, and last year I did not think Michigan was a better team but I mean if like they were the better team that day the entire game and uh you're right I, I think even though Michigan has is better this year than they were last year overall like especially with JJ McCarthy um I didn't think in Columbus coming off a loss, Just with all the talent on this Ohio State team, that they would let that happen, you know, in their own stadium. Um, Especially with a relatively untested schedule, this is your game. This is, you call it the game. Right. And like, and and they
0: were coming in with their top running back. I mean, this guy was a Heisman candidate, mm -hmm. Blake Horam. He was not okay. And that showed very much throughout the game. He Mm -hmm. had, what was it? He had, uh, I think, He had okay. He had two carries for three yards. Yeah,
1: save a broken hand. Is that was that right? I believe he's got a.
0: Wait, is that right? That doesn't make sense.
1: Um, well they got gouged by. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Two carries for six yards. Okay.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Michigan's backup gouged them, and um, they just they wanted no part of Michigan in the second half of that game. Spencer, I sent you that clip um from Spencer Hall. Who's incredible on Twitter? If you have any interest in college football or really anything else, follow at edsbs. Every day should be Saturday. Um, Bum Chillips. He's just incredible. But he, he like he nailed it and he predicted it before, before the game. Um, and I'll, I'll find it. But like they wanted no part of Michigan's physicality, and no. like they made that was made abundantly clear. The
0: the it, constant with that matchup every single season is whoever wins the line of scrimmage wins that game and mm-hmm. it's usually Ohio State easily yeah i mean over the last 15 years it has been ohio state 90 plus percent of the time and these last two years it's swung towards michigan they they come out pissed off and they're they come to kick some ass and take some names and they've done it um yeah yeah, that backup, that backup running back, Edwards, mm-hmm. twenty-two carries, two hundred sixteen yards and two touchdowns, nine point eight yards a clip. That's I mean, nuts.
1: Just, just pummeling them downhill. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spencer Hall, aka Bomb Chillips, he said. One more, He said, this is invisible, you can't see this. Uh, one more thing you can't see. I think Michigan is going to hammer Ohio State, a team long on skill players and passing yardage, but short on wanting to hit and be hit repeatedly. I'm not exaggerating when I say that Mich- the Michigan Wolverines under Jim Harbaugh might be solely designed to win this game and this game alone against this exact kind of Ohio State team. <laughs> Northwestern hit too hard and too often for the Buckeyes' comfort. What the hell will they do when Harbaugh has a pulling guard and tackle coming the other way with crowbars in hand? And th- this is literal. I mean, literally Jim Harbaugh is going to give them shop tools and tell them to beat the shit out of <laughs> scarlet and gray. Dude, and, the, and they did. Like, and that game was close in the first half. Uh, and then two separate teams came out of that locker room. Um, and one was just far more physical. And, and like – this is the crazy thing about Ohio State too, and and he talked about it. Spencer Hall did it even more. Like if you're the team with better players, you're the team with more talent. Like where is your? It's like
0: ten more five stars. Yeah,
1: where is your arrogance? Like where is the the just put your sack on the table and just like throw it to your good player? Throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr. Hand it off to a Trayvon. million times. Like. Let your better guys be better than the other team, like and that and that's what frustrates you and I sometimes with the Alabama games. It's like you're playing lesser opponents. You get too too cute with the play calling, man. It's like only a few teams in the country have that level of talent. Ohio State is right there,
0: right? And
1: and it's like they they don't know that or they're just like not as prepared. Um, but these last two years, man. Um, it's really, you know, it's really been the only blemish for Ryan Day, but it's the one thing you can't fuck up. Correct. You
0: know, and I've seen people calling for his job now. That, yeah, I, mean, I don't know about that. It's that's but, yeah. patently ridiculous. Yeah. However, I mean, he does it again next year. I mean, the, those calls are only going to get louder and louder yeah. because, to your point, yes, on both sides of that rivalry, that is the game that you have to win, mm-hmm. and. Two years in a row, he hasn't been able to get it done. Granted, I still think they're going to be in the playoff when everything shakes out, um, but it's yeah, it, it's it's a tough look, and um, you know we'll we'll see if Michigan can can bring that same intensity once once they get to the playoff. I mean, first of all, they got to win the Big Ten championship, which I'm sure they'll do easily. Yeah. But uh, yeah, who, it, wait,
1: who who's even who won the West? I don't. I truly don't even.
0: Uh, so they've got, uh, uh, and I forget too, Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. They are favored by sixteen and a half against Purdue, and you know, I I don't I don't know where I stand on that line, but that's that's pretty much a show up and pretend to care, and you win that game. So
1: yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Next year, <laughs> like I, again, I don't know if it's it. It warrants like Ryan Day's firing if it happens, especially if they're undefeated to that point. But I, I don't I don't recall the last time Michigan won this game two years in a row, much less three.
0: Uh, it's it's been since I want to say the early two thousands. Yeah,
1: Lloyd Carr maybe. Era, yeah. like that sounds right. Um, but also, and, and we can kind of jump off of it after this, but what a crazy come-up for Jim Car- Harbaugh in these last couple what, of years. dude! He, Not that the guy could never coach, but he's been at Michigan for a decade.
0: And it's like, <laughs> is, you yeah. just
1: have you just been slow building this the whole yeah. time? <laughs> like, just crafting a team to beat Ohio State? Um, he's, he's, yeah. like, he's like when you go out
0: and play golf with somebody and they're like a, a 17 handicap, and they just absolutely wipe the floor with your ass. And you're like
1: two ter- two two weekends in a row yeah, yeah. And,
0: and, and it's like you just shot two over par and then even par two two weeks in a row what the hell's going on here yeah and, and i've been I playing mean, with, with you a, for
1: 10 years and you weren't good yeah <laughs> it's a silly
0: comparison but it's like what have we been doing all this time but i mean if you're if you're a michigan fan right now harbaugh's god i mean (laughs) the the guy has gone from pariah that they can't wait to take an nfl job just to get the hell out of the program and bring some fresh blood into we need to sign this guy for
1: life yeah and all the weird quirkiness about him all the all the you know fucking drinking a gallon of milk and doing squats and khakis and shit and warming up before strange guy it all if you if you're a a 500-football team, you look like a fucking bozo. You look like a douchebag. But if your team's good, you're a playoff team and you're beating your rival, like you just look like the man. You just look like a good coach to play for. And, uh, I mean, that's what he – I mean, those dudes came out and they wanted to shit down Ohio State's neck. And Ohio State just, like, wanted no part of them. Yep. But we can move on. Uh, LSU. Trying to finish out their season. You strong. want to talk
0: about shit in the bed? No
1: kidding, buddy. Oh they, my god, they were right on the cusp of a of a playoff performance or a playoff appearance. Potentially, they would have had to win in Atlanta uh, this weekend against Georgia, but now it doesn't matter because they lost to our, a hapless
0: Texas A and I
1: mean the second worst team in the conference, maybe. Right. And I mean, really, I don't know. I mean. Vanderbilt is the only one you can to South Carolina the way they finished. I think they're a better team, but um Texas A&M just smacked them around. And you and I watched pretty much that whole game and uh they just kept fucking scoring at will. An offense who literally could do nothing the whole season. They had, and I'll have to go back and look. Is this this is the first time they scored north of either 24 or 28 all pretty season. much all year. Yeah. Um just crazy and and you and I called it before the year LSU was going to be a weird team. Um, they lose that crazy game week one to Florida State on the block field goal. They end up kind of getting their shit together. They didn't look terrible against Tennessee. They find a way to beat Alabama, and then they just got like absolutely just just pissed on by a, a team <laughs> we, we've made fun of the entire year. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: and and the, the, the funniest part about that, too, it's not like a typical A&M game where they come out and – they shock you because the quarterback just plays like god for one game. Yeah. I mean Wegman had 155 yards passing and two touchdowns. They did it on the ground. A- they they just yeah. beat the shit out of them in the trenches. And yeah, A-Chain had 38 carries for 215 yards and two touchdowns. It's just a Derrick
1: Henry game.
0: It was just uh we are going to line it up and run it down your throat all game long until you learn how to stop it. And they never did. No, and they beat them by fifteen. Like it wasn't even close.
1: No, it was never. It was never really close. A um, and M's defense. I don't know if you know if it was A and M's defense or LSU's offense, but that matchup was just dominated by A and M's defense. And then, as we mentioned, all this, you know, last game of the year, their offense comes alive, which is just a funny way to end the year for A&M. A and very despondent fan base um, who packed it out pretty well for that last game. Uh, the crowd was certainly good and they get a big win so like who knows what the fuck's going to happen to them these next couple months are going to be interesting to see how many of those dudes leave right um so
0: yeah i mean yeah. there's there's going to be a lot of storylines around that over the coming months like did that win so, help
1: i wonder you know
0: you know i don't <sighs> remains to be seen yeah um if they can bring back some of, if they can bring back a majority of that signing class they had this last year then they could actually be as good as they were supposed to be mm-hmm. this year, next year. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, just a quick note: Clemson also lost to Notre Dame. Uyongale is terrible.
1: He yeah, he's I, just a bad quarterback. Yeah, and um,
0: there's no two ways around it. The guy just
1: sucks. Yeah, he does. Uh, he was bad last year. <laughs> I, it,
0: it's shocking too.
1: It's and they. They, you know, went back and forth on it. I think not only Clemson fans, but the public. Because when when Lawrence was out for that game against Notre Dame two years ago and they lost a close game, he played out of his mind as oh, a yeah. freshman. He, and he's physically a freak. And you look at the guy and it's like, all right, that's the next dude, clearly. That's then, the
0: number one quarterback in the class right there. Like, that's
1: why. He struggles last year and it's like, well, it's his first year as a starter. This team's a little different than, um, you know, 2019. So, uh just give him some time, and then this year, if if I remember correctly, he was not good week one and two, and then he kind of got more comfortable, and people were like, "All right," starting to question whether he was good or not. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's just it's pretty clear his future as a quarterback is not going to be at Clemson as a starter. You know, if he's gonna no. hang around, it's not he's not gonna be they've the got guy.
0: another really good uh Cade Klubnick. Yeah, yeah, they've they've got he's he's definitely gonna take that job next year. I mean there's, he's, a, there's like no doubt he's, about it.
1: Yeah, he's visibly just a better passer. Um you know, and what the young guys is all about getting them up to speed. But I yeah, I mean he they finished out the season, what was he like eight of twenty something, eight of twenty nine? Yeah, it was it was shockingly poor. Yeah. Uh, and Clemson has I don't know, you know, who else left that staff with Venables. I don't know what all's changed there. They've always been weird at certain positions, as far as like not getting top talent. We know they do on the defensive line. We know they do at quarterback and receiver, uh, and and they've had good running back too. But they, they don't put like any offensive linemen into the NFL. Nope. Uh, they haven't, outside of uh, what was uh, Isaiah Simmons, they haven't had a lot of secondary players in the last few years. And like they're not at the same level that they were a few years ago.
0: And, and Simmons was a linebacker that can also play, play safety. safety. I mean, yeah, I could be I mean, missing
1: a corner, but I, I but it, man, it's like they still have some top end guys. Like their defensive line is still kind of freaky, but like they're not the same as they were, you know, when they won two titles in three that's years. That's fine ago. by me. Oh, yeah, cool with me. <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, but like, what happened there, you know?
0: I don't know, but. For any Alabama fans out there who are still hoping we get Dabo after he's, he's done there, um, or after Saban leaves, I, I hope you're you're kind of changing your mind there because yeah, Dabo seems to be kind of a bit of a flash in the pan.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll see how they how they do this next year, but. Um... Yeah, not going to have the same quarterback, and they just still have the benefit of playing in the ACC. But. Yeah,
0: I wanted to touch on the Iron Bowl a little bit, but we've already talked enough about Auburn and Alabama. So yeah. we'll, you know, Alabama looked good. That was fun to watch. It was looked big, angry for the first yeah.
1: time. probably maybe all year. maybe
0: all season. Uh, we'll leave it at that, yeah. though. Uh, let's let's move along to NFL. So uh, wanted to start by talking about the Thanksgiving games. Uh, the Cowboys didn't ruin my Thanksgiving. So that was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, judging by that first half, I was not feeling too optimistic going into the second half. And in the middle of that, I had to watch the Jonas brothers. Uh, so that, you know, that was just kind of the, the turd on top of the the cake. So, um, (laughs) and I'm sorry to my wife. She's a big Jonas brothers fan. I just can't stand them. Um, But yeah, we looked terrible in the first half. Came out and just kicked ass in the second half, so that was good to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm very used to the Cowboys just breaking my heart every Thanksgiving, and I I drive home from the in-laws' place, uh, you know, feeling uncomfortably full and angry. But this year we got it done. So take a spiteful shit yeah exactly so th- that didn't happen this year we're good to go looking like we might get obj soon yeah they seem uh, to be the
1: front runner dallas does uh, uh he was just pulled off a flight for being uh seemingly very high that i, uh, I would guess that was probably like, the i case. imagine he took like some xanax or something uh, yeah and, like, he was in and out OB. of consciousness <laughs> yeah. they tried
0: to get him to leave the flight to which he said yeah. not yeah. happening he was pretty comfy in that
1: seat. <laughs> but yeah he uh you know if if he's healthy i imagine you know it, i i can't remember what other teams are in in interest but it looks like the cowboys are probably first um mm.
0: so let's let, let's let's talk a little bit just a little bit about that obj flight situation real quick i mean i think we've all um gotten a little toasty before a flight okay. whether that's you know, one too many airport margaritas or, you know, you take an edible before mm-hmm. you get on the flight. Or
1: both of those things in one flight. And yeah.
0: you kind of you kind of melt into your seat and get real, real comfortable. And it's an enjoyable flight. Um, I can comfortably say I've never at any point gotten so comfortable in my seat that people get alarmed mm-hmm. and think I might need medical attention
1: before takeoff. <laughs> before takeoff. They were asking him to, to buckle his seatbelt so they could take off. He, is- <laughs> he,
0: by himself, delayed this flight like two and a half hours. They had to
1: evacuate the plane. Because, you know, when they pull somebody off, it's like a full evacuation. Like they, uh, Which is silly, if you it, ask me. It is. But, and I'm
0: sure he's sitting in first class. Like, just get the guy off the front of the plane. Imagine
1: if you were like, you know, 10, you're a little further back on the plane. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Some asshole up here. And then you're like, it's Odell Beckham holding up my flight. Dude. Get out of here. <laughs> like, what are you doing?
0: Um, and I, I've been very outspoken about my dis, my dislike of uh, Odell Beckham over the years. Yeah,
1: he's a thin-skinned weenie.
0: I am very excited about the prospect of having him on the Cowboys. Very talented, yeah. Just yeah. because he, I mean, I I had my doubts until the Super Bowl this last year when he just balled out before he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um I think we clearly need some receiver help. Uh, So we could be getting him and James Washington back from injury. So I think this offense is about to look really, really good if that happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Still not going to get my hopes up because I know what happens when I do, but that's exciting. Um, Other Thanksgiving uh, games. So the Lions came very, very close to beating the Bills. They sure did. And I'm really, really starting to walk back. Everything that I said about the Bills earlier, like early in the season, mm-hmm. because they look shaky as hell right now. They
1: are not undefeated, as you predicted, tongue in cheek. Um, they've their losses have been close, like I, but they've done a bit of playing to their the level of their competition. Where they play the Chiefs, and it comes down to the wire. Right. And they play the Lions, and it comes down to the wire. It's like And, and it,
0: granted, the Lions have looked very good over yeah, the last the, three weeks.
1: Yeah, and the NFL can be like that. I feel like right. every, how many games come down to a game one and drive on Sunday? Like fucking half of them. Like, Correct. But with a team this talented, you'd think, like we were talking about with Ohio State, just fucking, like, the better guys should just be playing better. Like, just, yeah. you know. But for whatever reason, they they don't. It's not that simple. Um, the and, Lions'
0: defense has been terrible all year. Yeah, and they've looked pretty competent over the last three weeks, and they really should have won that game. Yeah, uh, the Bills ended up winning it at the last minute. That with, throw,
1: with, that throw he made over the middle, Josh Allen mm-hmm. to Diggs um, on that last drive, it was like maybe a forty to fifty yard throw, not insanely long. The thing was like 10 feet off the ground yeah. and like knocked the breath out of Diggs when he yeah, caught I th- it. Like I
0: think his UCL is all right.
1: Yeah, he seems to be doing okay. But um, I,
0: I will say this, though. Something that is not being talked about enough is Josh Allen has 14 turnovers this year. That's either first or second in the NFL. And we really like to harp on other quarterbacks for their turnovers specifically,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's not a peep being said about Josh Allen and his inability to keep the ball in his own team's hands this year. Yeah, The guy is clearly one of the top probably two quarterbacks in the NFL, but it just seems a little silly to me, especially when you see what's going on with Tua, and I don't want to get too much on my, on my Bama fandom here, but, like, you see Tua and what he's doing with Miami's offense – He's not turning the ball over. He's putting the ball right in the pocket just about every single time, right in the Mm breadbasket. He's so accurate. He's getting the ball out on time. And people are still like, oh, it's just his receivers. He's not even that good. Meanwhile, you've got Josh Allen turning the ball over almost every other drive, it seems, and not a peep. It's just its silly to me. And we need to keep it a little consistent here. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy is struggling to – to stop turning the ball over, yeah. and we we just need to address that.
1: Yeah, and this is a this is probably this is admittedly not the best comparison. Uh, I'm not <laughs> comparing these two guys, but it's like when you see a you see like a Russell Westbrook or somebody who, who makes insanely athletic, crazy highlight plays. But if you don't watch every minute of the game, you're not seeing that, like, the guy's not getting back on defense or making dumb turnovers or whatever. Not that, Again, not that Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. But this year he has been boom or bust, and it's like yeah. he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. He's going to Well, run the funny
0: part is he's typically booming even while he's busting. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's still making unreal plays. He's still putting his team in a position to win week after week. But he also just makes several plays per game that are turnovers or should be turnovers, and it's just it's a little weird.
1: Yeah. Um. Would you? You had the Bucks down here.
0: Yeah. So the Bucks, Rams, and Broncos. Uh, just to touch on that oh, yeah, real quick. Uh, three teams that came into the season probably some of the better betting odds to make a good run this year to look really good. Uh, to potentially make a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And all three of those teams just continue to suck ass. Mm-hmm. Like It's it's actually shocking, especially for the Bucs and Rams. I mean, the Broncos, we've seen enough of that offense now that it's not that shocking anymore when they don't show up and play well.
1: No.
0: But, like, the Bucs and the Rams, the Rams' offense is terrible. And the Bucs just, as a team, cannot put it together. Oh, yeah, And it's just... It's been shocking to see. Those, those were our two, like, those were our two NFC champion teams, and, and they just both look hapless this year. Yeah. And, and it's hard to point a finger at exactly what's going on. I mean, the Rams did just lose Cooper Cup and for they, the season. And
1: Stafford was out before.
0: For a little bit. Yeah, he
1: missed a couple of weeks. Um, Cup, Yeah, Cup, that hurts my fantasy team with Cup out. But, yeah, I mean, he's probably the most targeted receiver in the NFL um, so that you're going to have a, a bit of a dip in productivity when he, you lose him. But, I mean, yeah, even before that, they weren't winning games like they did last year down the stretch, and they just, like, just got outplayed a lot. Like, they just don't look like a very good team. Um, the Bucks, I, I really haven't watched as much. Um, but, yeah, it is bizarre because they essentially returned everybody. Brady seems healthy, but never mind all the personal shit that he, he went through. He's still Tom Brady. Uh, well
0: ever yeah. since he went through all that shit and they just said hey we're going to split up he's he's looked pretty good yeah uh but the rest of the team just can't seem to pull it together
1: no uh and it's NFL's weird like that sometimes the broncos yeah i think we we know that they suck now it was a little surprising early in their the their
0: defense is still elite yeah but they, they they score like it's right around 20 points a game like it's it's very
1: poor it's terrible like it's, And russell wilson man um I know we've talked about it a couple times but it's still mind-blowing just how bad they've been all around and and it's I don't it's not just a uh, scheme thing it's not it's not just uh, you can't just put it all on hack it like Wilson has been bad like he's missed a lot of throws and um they've just they've been a pretty pathetic offensive team uh I wonder if he's gonna make it through the season
0: yeah yeah i I don't know but uh you know, it doesn't bother me. I, I, I like to see things shaken up and like to see some new blood. And that's te- it, tends to be how the NFL works. You don't typically see a lot
1: of teams. Aside from the Lions and Browns, things are cyclical for the most part. In the right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had the, <laughs> the Ravens lost on what. L- what was almost and what looked like was going to be the lo- uh, a game-winning field goal, the longest one in history. Oh, my God. By Justin 67 Tucker. 67 yards. Who, who, by the way, is is probably, I don't know if you can call him that at this point. I know Vinatieri had the big kicks. Justin Tucker's like the best kicker I've ever seen. No, he's, he's like... He's statistically the best
0: statistically kicker. Statistically, he's by far the best kicker the... NFL yeah, has ever seen. I know he's
1: he's not very old, so he's not nowhere close in points. But his I know his percentage is nuts, and pretty much he's missed like three times inside of fifty in his career. Right. He hit a game winner last year from sixty three that hit the crossbar. Right? Or was I it thought six- that was
0: sixty six. I think he has the longest field goal in NFL history. What? Uh, I think okay, that was against right. was, the Lions actually.
1: And uh, so he lines up for six from sixty seven, which just looks. <laughs> It looks it looks so silly yeah. from TV. He's so well- far <laughs> behind the fifty, <laughs> <I know. laughs> and and you know the cameras from behind and so what, and it comes off his foot, dude, and he smoked it. Like it'll look like yeah. it, was, it was good, and it falls a few yards short. Um, but that prompted you, you know some some haters to talk some shit on Twitter, <laughs> to which yeah. Lamar Jackson had was
0: having none of it.
1: One of the one of the funniest responses from an athlete of all time. So let me team.
0: let me read the tweet and yeah. uh, and I'll. <laughs> I'll read his response. So this very random dude on Twitter, like seemingly a nobody, comes out and says, when someone is asking for over $250 million guaranteed like, uh, like Lamar Jackson, at Lamar Jackson, uh, games like this should not come down to Justin Tucker. Let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. To which Lamar Jackson responded, boy, STFU, y'all be capping too much on this on this app, MF never smelt a football field, never did shit but eat dick, <laughs> <laughs> and and that is why I love Twitter yeah, so dude. much because uh, yeah. you've got you've got athletes off the cuff. This this had to be minutes after the game ended.
1: He was in the locker room, no doubt,
0: and he's stewing. He's yeah, pissed because he's he is a highly competitive player. Like he. You can see his emotions on the field at all times, whether happy or pissed off.
1: Yeah, and he's also one of the best quarterbacks in football, despite his fan base still like somehow not thinking that.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, and- for the most part, most of them are behind him, but there, there are, just like any other fan base, there's a bunch of idiots. Yeah. That are like, oh, you know, I think we can go draft somebody. Yeah, and,
1: replace him with who? Do you know how often first round quarterbacks work out? You know what the hit rate is I, oh on those? Oh my god, it's got to be so low. And then you've got a guy who can literally do things no other quarterback can do, but you lose a game, so it's like, <laughs> nah, get him out of here. Um, it, yeah. And homophobia aside, we need way more. That, of that. wasn't
0: even homophobic is the thing that. It, so that got a lot of run. Um, from from some of the from some of the, and I hate using this word, from some of the woke media.
1: Yeah, I'm not personally offended by what he said. I can see how some people would be.
0: Saying eat a dick, like, he's never did shit but eat dick. Like, all right, man. Like, that is not in and of itself homophobic.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not up in arms about
0: it. And I've I've actually told someone to eat a dick before and been told, like, oh, oh, so you're anti-gay. I'm like, no, I want you to actually devour a dick. Penis, yeah. Not consuming. nothing sexual there. Eat a dick. Dine on. Choke it. on a dick.
1: Um, I mean, regardless. I again. I I wasn't. It didn't hurt me personally. I just thought it was incredible. There like, was. A, we had minutes after the game because you see, like, it's become a little a little more popular. Very early Twitter, it happened a good bit, and then like Twitter became more popular, and athletes were like, we can't do that. We can't reply to people. Kevin Durant, very famously, he, he kind of changed. He started that. becoming very more active, and and, you and know, when that
0: first started happening, everyone was like, "This guy is softer than baby shit." Like he, he not need, he, he needs, he yeah. needs to tune that out, and that is completely. And
1: I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of one of those. People I definitely too. was. Yeah, I was like, dude, that I, is your Kevin Durant. That has
0: you know? flipped on its head now, and there's been so much of it to this point now, where I'm absolutely on the athlete side. Like if you if you're gonna at me you should res- like you should expect that I'm going to respond and you can't be upset if I do
1: yeah that's uh, they because the the, the fucking, these are human beings the dorks who do that um, oftentimes either delete their shit or walk it back and they're like I'm just fucking with you man I'm like your biggest fan I'll suck your dick right now there's like, <laughs> uh, oh yeah or they just delete or go private or something right uh, sometimes it turns into a good back and forth. But, I mean, regardless, like, it, it, you know, I don't know if what I'd do if I were in that situation. But it seems like sometimes it'd be so easy. You're, you're minutes after a loss. You know, this is your job. This is your livelihood. And then some fucking douche is giving you shit <laughs> on the bird. Like, it'd be so easy to fire back at these people.
0: Of course, yeah. And especially when you're going without an agent, you're, you are working out your own contract for yeah. the future. And you've got fucking dickhead Larry over here just, like, Oh, we shouldn't pay this guy. It's like, all right, buddy. Like yeah. you, you want to hear back from me? You got it. Yeah. Like you're gonna at me? I'm gonna at you. So uh, I, I thought that that was hilarious to see. And honestly, like, you know, if that becomes a pattern, that's one thing. Probably need to rein that in. But you know, you're you're pissed off after a loss. You fire off a tweet. No, no harm there. I don't. Yeah, think. you
1: should be allowed like a couple a season. I, I,
0: I agree. Yeah. Um, our last sports note. Um, US Men's National Team. We are moving on to the group stage. Yeah. And uh
1: we are Soccer School in the US. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's been it's been fun and frustrating to watch, I will say. Um we are absolutely elite at getting into almost position to score. Like we are tactical wizards until we get right outside the ball of the in box. The net. Yeah. I don't watch a ton of soccer, so, like, you're not going to get some super nuanced breakdown of how we play from me. But just watching these games, we will absolutely dominate possession. Or even if we don't, we put ourselves in position to score so many times, and we'll just, like, kick it right at someone's chest or, like, just turn it over just right outside the box.
1: Yeah. That's hey. what I've gathered. And, again, I, like, I don't I, – this, this is the first time I've watched this team, you know, these last two games. Like, so, I yeah. really, again, I don't know uh, – and, and I'm and i certainly no expert either. I've never played the game. Um, but that seems to be the problem, and that's what our p- players on I talked about after the England draw was, like, we literally did everything perfectly except put the ball on the net. Yep. <laughs> and so, uh, today uh, the U.S. beat Iran 1-0 on a, a goal from – Good Quesa. job saying
0: that, right? Iran? Oh, yeah. yeah you will not, get, better you not fuck will, that up. You will get fired back at if you say that wrong. Um.
1: But yeah, uh, so they move on to the the knockout round. Uh, has it been decided who they play yet?
0: I want to say it's the Netherlands. Hmm. I don't the know. The Dutchman. It, I know that the Netherlands has been really good in the past. I don't know how good they are now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, remains to be seen. I will say this. <clears throat> Coming into the tournament, it was not... Close to a guarantee we would make it to the knockout stage. So, um, you know, I think if we lose, as long as we keep it close, I think it's still a a, a good showing Mm -hmm. for the for the U.S. men's national team, especially given that the people that really do give a fuck about American soccer and like pay close attention year round, year after year. Are not impressed with our head coach. A lot of people want him out because we've made some very questionable decisions on who starts, who plays, all that, and to to still make it through to group stage or make it out of group stage to the knockout round. um, I, you know, I, I think it's something to build on, and we do have a really young team full of dudes that next next World Cup in the states. I'd, yeah, you know it's not out of the question that we could win that bitch. So
1: that would be pretty crazy, and and isn't it funny how we get involved all of a sudden? Oh, like, it is. Is like it's, I, it's
0: I, been really, really difficult this year because of the time difference. It's it all these games happen in the middle of the work day. Yeah, and they, it like, sucks. I didn't
1: watch much of our game today at all. I actually did happen to be watching when we scored. Yeah, um, but I probably saw twenty to thirty of the ninety minutes. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just tough to watch with the time difference because yeah. we were playing at what seven or six p.m. probably. It was uh, night, It was later in the evening. It wasn't a for, morning for game. them. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean,
0: yeah, it was it was at one p.m. our time. So yeah, you're I mean you're probably talking eight or nine p.m. maybe even later. Yeah. So and so
1: yeah, it's it's just been kind of tough to to catch all the all the games, and I really don't care about all of them. Um, but yeah, that would be cool if if we could exceed expectations a little bit. Uh, and then uh, build
0: some momentum for next World Cup. Yeah, there that's we all go. I'm saying. We, we automatically qualify. We're the host, that's so true. we can. That'd suck be pretty embarrassing ass. if we didn't qualify. <laughs> I mean, you literally have to qualify. Like they, there's no way you don't make the World Cup if you host. Yeah. That's why Qatar was in the World Cup. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's move it on to our news topics. So the first thing I wanted to touch on, and um, I don't want to get into too much of a rabbit hole here. Because I yeah. went down about a two-hour rabbit hole on this, but the it, Balenciaga controversy, yeah, has been nuts to follow.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. It is simply bizarre. Um, and again, it, it, this is not just like some sort of message board speculation. Like this is all this is like proven. Everything that we're this is the to-
0: first time. I can remember ever watching, like, a Tucker Carlson video and being like, holy shit, I agree with every single thing he said. Yeah,
1: I didn't see what he said about it. Um, he,
0: he, All right, so for anyone that's unaware, Balenciaga ran a series of ads uh, with children holding teddy bears in bondage. Like, they, yeah, they, like they're wearing, like, BDSM garb. Mm-hmm. Very, very strange. The teddy bears, by the way, not the children. Regardless, it's... You look at it and it's immediately shocking. It's it's not something that you kind of look at and go, "Well, this could be in, interpreted one way or another." It's like, no, this is like sexualization of children.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got one in my backpack. I can we can take a picture. <laughs> no, but it, it's very bizarre. Uh, the yeah, the first thing you see. I mean, it's just a little teddy, like a normal teddy bear, like a uh, what were those things called? Build a bear's. Yeah, like a build
0: a bear. Um, if, if you took it to fucking Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. And
1: that Literally <laughs> what I was going to say looks like something you'd find in Spencer's. It's just adorned with, like, leather straps and chains and uh, just, like, some... some
0: odd makeup. And it's just it's very weird.
1: And nothing it, a kid would ever decorate a, a teddy bear with, probably. Right.
0: And, and it goes even beyond that because there's been so much intentional shit done in these ads. Um, we both are with women who have been in advertising. You still are with a woman who's in advertising. Every little thing that is in a photo shoot or in an advertisement is very well thought out. It's very intentional. It's also
1: approved by the client. Um, exactly. The, in this case, being Balenciaga, because they did hire a an outside firm to do this, uh, right? This and and of-
0: most of this stuff is done by by outside firms, correct. And some of them become so intrinsically involved with that account, it almost becomes their like an in house firm, yes, right? Correct. But in in this particular situation, you had so much shit that like you look closely at these ads, and it's jarring. I mean, in one of them, you had a you had a kid with that that bears kind of off in the corner but then you look at kind of the the children's drawings on the wall and you've got like a demonic figure and you've got like dismembered arms and and shit like that and blood and and it's just like it's very strange and then you look in that same picture and this was something that someone pointed out on twitter that i would never caught um, well
1: i don't know how anyone did it was there was it, yeah. the,
0: the roll of tape Oh, no, I didn't even see that. Okay, so there was a roll of tape, and it looks like, you know, kind of caution tape or, or, you know, police line tape, whatever, and it spells out Balenciaga. But in that picture, it was B-A-A-L, which, you know, you could obviously say you came to the end of the roll, and it met the Mm -hmm. rest of it. But everything is intentional in these ads. B-A-A-L, ball or bow, whatever, that was a deity that was known for sacrificing children. Um, All right. It's, you You put everything together and you have this very weird, this very weird, just total picture of like, what the fuck is going on the here?
1: The crazy one I saw was that picture of uh, an item on a desk. Right. And there's a bunch of shit splayed out on the desk. It's yeah, real messy. Just different papers and stuff. Underneath it, there's, you can see about... Thirty percent of a, a page of writing, and, it's and a someone court zoomed case. in. It, it's it's a it's regarding a court case, a ruling that decided that that child pornography in advertisement is not tolerated, even if the content is not like necessarily child pornography. If that makes any sense, well, it doesn't have to be like naked children. If it just insinuates. Any form of that, it cannot be used in, in public advertising. Right. And that was the piece of paper that was on that desk. And you could see like a blurb um, mm-hmm. again. That didn't accidentally wind up there. Exactly. It's, not like- it's
0: all very intentional. Yeah. And then there was another one that I saw, and this was separate from this ad campaign. It was just a woman sitting in an office, and there was a stack of books behind her, and someone zoomed in on it. And the particular book that they zoomed in on was by a guy – who has done a lot of artwork? He's 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 an artist, and he's done a lot of artwork depicting children in very compromising situations, naked children uh, being injured or maimed, and like stuff
1: like that. It's all just like a huge coincidence that we probably shouldn't think anymore. Right? Yeah.
0: It's it's nuts. <laughs> I, I like it's the most blatant in your face shit that I've uh, I can recall ever seeing. Where it's like what. What are we actually doing here? Yeah. And the way that they've responded is they're now suing this advertising agency yeah, as what, if they haven't given the green light to everything.
1: No, like they gave them carte blanche to do – like like Balenciaga didn't have to approve every single thing, um, which they did because we know that's how it works. You know, you don't, you don't just right. say, hey, you know, here's a loose outline of maybe what we want to do, but just have at it. Just do what you want. Like, no. Again, having significant others who – like – who've worked on both sides of this thing, the creative side and the account side. Like, we know how tedious it is to get everything approved by your client. And so just assuming that's how this relationship goes, that means Balenciaga signed off on everything that was was done. And you probably read further into this than me, but their lead designer or their art director or uh, whatever this lady's title was.
0: Yeah, she's she was one of the, the top designers, Um for Balenciaga, not not even involved in the advertising of it.
1: Yeah, she's apparently got some questionable stuff going on 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 Instagram. Yeah,
0: she's since gone. Uh, she's since gone private, of, of course. Mm. But uh, you know, there were a lot of people that took screenshots immediately after. Now she has come out and said via a spokesperson that she has not been involved with Balenciaga since 2017. However, I've seen some conflicting things saying, "Well, we keep." There's, like, plenty of evidence that you've still been involved throughout the entire time since then because you keep being captured with people from Balenciaga and at, like, different fashion shows and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But she's got a bunch of, like—I I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, mince words here. She's got a bunch of, like, satanic-looking shit mm-hmm. on her Instagram. Uh, she's wearing, like, a cannibal corpse T-shirt and a church um, uh, she's like got different pictures, uh, that's a, dip- med-
1: that's a metal band, right?
0: Yeah. It's a gore metal yeah. band, um, famous for their song hammer smashed faces. Oh yeah, that's right, Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. We've, we've listened to yeah. them kind of joking around just being like, can you believe this? Um, there's been plenty of other images that she's posted or, or like people that she's co-signed with, with just very questionable shit. Like a, one of the pictures she depicted was, or that she had on there was, um, This, like, this child that looks like he's probably six years old. It's like a male child, and he's like crouched down, no shirt. He's got on like a pair of pants and he's wearing high heels, and like just a bunch of just very questionable things. And when you kind of tie it all together, you get this very muddled, disgusting picture of like what the hell is going on.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) This is only going to reaffirm the suspicion for a lot of right-wingers that that the, the progressive elite left and all that is associated with it is is just a, a cabal of child molesters. And like. and,
0: like, remove left or right, there is just an overarching – I mean, and you see how things play out when, when these people, these pedophiles get arrested and, like, the way things play out and the way it's gone with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and – And with Jeffrey Epstein and all this stuff, like, you never find out who is involved. It's just, like, those two people and, like, everyone else is, is, you know, kind of sheltered from everything. Mm -hmm. There's very clearly a a picture of, like, there is some shit going on that we're never going to be privy to where there are people that take advantage of the most susceptible members of society. And it's scary, but... It's also, like, if you're going to spend all your time on this, you're kind of a lunatic. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah.
1: Because, yeah, we're never, like, we're never really going to get to the bottom of everything. No, we can't. But you get, you know, because I am very into, I guess I'll be careful how I say this, but it's just, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. I, I I don't pay mind to a lot of shit that comes out like this, like, you know, Pizzagate or, or, like, Sandy Hook being a hoax or whatever crazy thing you want to go down but whenever something with sort of like tangible proof like this happens or the Epstein thing happens it's just like well that is pretty fucking crazy. You kind of have to it sit is back crazy. and go yeah. like
0: explain this in any way that makes sense other than where my mind is arriving at. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It is. And pretty- and
0: that's essentially what Tucker Carlson was saying. And he was like <laughs> he was like I don't know what conclusion we can come to other than this is what they think. Like this is what they're espousing. Is it like they're taking advantage of children and this is all okay? So, um, yeah, crazy shit. I really do recommend if you haven't looked into this at all and this is the first you've heard of it. Go down that Twitter rabbit hole or Reddit or whatever. It's all like very entertaining stuff to look into. It'll also make your skin crawl. It's it's creepy shit.
1: Yeah. Boy, yeah. Agreeing with Tucker Carlson is not something I thought was in, uh, yeah, in the cards Yeah, it, it, makes,
0: it makes me a little uncomfortable even saying that, but let's keep it moving to uh, something a little lighter. Um, so we have Elon Musk, and, and obviously there's been a ton in the news about his takeover of Twitter and the questionable decisions he's made. Um, I mean, aside from some of the accounts that he has now reinstated, um, I don't really give a shit that he reinstated Trump, whatever. Um But he is clearly running this almost as a dictatorship, which is kind of funny, Um, just because it's clearly not working well at all for him. He's had several, like, it seems like a majority of his workforce has either been fired or left. Yeah. Um, He's basically said, like, you're in or you're out sort of deal. And a lot of people have been like, okay, well, I'm fucking out. Yeah, which is kind of
1: like the opposite message he's been sending to the public and, like, Twitter users as far as, like, what his whole goal was, you know. And he said, like, get rid of the restriction or, like, authority, arbitrary authority that, you know, people like to argue that Twitter had before um, as far as, like, deciding who to suspend and who to ban and what to censor and what, like— and he's, yeah, he's actually like ramped it up as far as doing that internally with like laying people <laughs> off and only trusting his little handful of people or whatever. It, reminds, it it seems like it's like if you and I were talking shit about a big corporation or something like IBM or like just some massive company. And then the CEO or the president just came and gave us his badge was like, all right, buddy, you got it. Like you run the shit. <laughs> It'd be like, whoa, I, hey, man, I don't know about all that. But we like, paid
0: $44 billion to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we bought it. And <laughs> so, yeah,
1: we bought the company. Uh, yeah, because that's the, obviously they didn't hand over Twitter. He purchased it. We liter- but it, you get put in this position where you, you think you know what all the right moves are. And we
0: literally had like probably a 24-hour span where we thought that Twitter itself would come to an end.
1: It was going to vine. It was going to be vine. It was going to be gone out in the ether.
0: Because everyone was quitting, and it was like, we don't know who's even there to save it at this point. Because the people that were involved were tweeting out. Like, everyone's quitting. Yeah. Like, there's nobody left to even run this shit.
1: Yeah, and I don't know what goes into... Like, I know nothing about sort of the all the IT professionals that, like, run a, something like Twitter. Probably, it's insane. I imagine, like, Facebook, with all their videos and users, and they've been around longer, probably has more just, like, raw data. But Twitter, people... It, I don't know how many total users it has, but there's a tweet every quarter of a second, you know, and, and it's just like, how do you... <laughs> Like, how do you even manage something like that uh, yeah. if, 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 like, a third of your staff is gone? And and the bot accounts, which have become unbelievable on both Twitter and Instagram, it's like, that seems to have gotten worse uh, recently. Um, it's all, it, as long as I can still log in, I'm going to be on it, you know? Yeah, so definitely. It's like But uh, it, it is very odd. And the, Elon, he's just such a fucking weird dude. And, and I don't know if you saw, like, that, he tweeted, like, he was like, my bedside table. Did you see that picture? Yeah. It was like an old- Very strange. It was an old pirate's pistol and then a fake gun and then a, a bunch of empty- A clearly fake gun. Diet caffeine-free Cokes. His, Alarming. He's he's such a fucking dork. Who drinks diet caffeine-free Coke? Somebody whose whole mission, uh, and I don't know if the Diet Coke has anything to do with this, but it, he very clearly wants to- uh, He wants to seem cool to, like, the oddest group of people, like, a super Reddit user. Or, like, you know, he uses all these memes, like the the Pepe memes and shit. It's like he—the crowd he wants to appeal to is such a weird niche crowd of introverted people, you know?
0: Yeah. Here, I need to pause this real quick. I keep hearing sound effects come from outside our recording room. Okay, sorry about that. I guess this place is haunted.
1: Yeah, I thought we were going to have to go thwart a burglar.
0: But um, anyway, yeah, so what I wanted to get to, the latest drama from Elon Musk and Twitter, um, apparently he has concerns that, and I don't know if any of this is founded at all, apparently he has concerns that Apple is going to remove Twitter from the App Store Therefore, making anybody that has an iPhone, I mean, I would literally never use Twitter again because I don't ever get on it on a, on a laptop or computer.
1: No, I used to use it some from my laptop, but no, almost everyone uses their their iPhone to access, right. to access Twitter. Yeah.
0: To which Elon says, you know what? If that's going to be the case, I'll make the Tesla phone. Because
1: mm-hmm. he's known for making very reliable technology.
0: Correct. Um, and, um, and
1: not half-assing any project.
0: Right. And and where my brain initially goes, as I'm sure many others, was there's also a, a completely other cell phone arena out there mm-hmm. other than Apple called Android. Mm-hmm. You could just move to that. It's
1: actually the only other one. <laughs> there right. There are two pretty much. And so <laughs> – yeah, pretty large chunk of the world. Jesus I'm gonna family. create
0: my own company that I had never thought about getting into before. Yeah, in in response to this. Yeah. Instead of just going to the other company. Yeah. Co-
1: yeah. <laughs> Coke just dropped our sponsorship. Should we call Pepsi? No. goddammit, it. We'll make our own. We'll Co- make Tesla <laughs> Cola. Yeah. We'll make our own.
0: <laughs> the best part about this was when he tweeted that it was tweet from iPhone. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course it was. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know who knows what, what Tim Apple's up to, <laughs> pulling <Yeah. the> strings <laughs> over there, uh. But I mean, yeah, I just wouldn't use Twitter again. I'm certainly not buying an Android. Um, I don't want to have to use my laptop all the time. Um, and I, let's be honest, Twitter's what a top five downloaded app. That's not going to
0: happen. It's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. So, uh, th- if you just want a a, a quick image of an unhinged man in over his head. There you have it.
1: <laughs> there he is, yeah.
0: Um, all right, let's keep it moving. And uh, we'll, we've will we got a couple other things that we wanted to talk about, but we're getting pretty long-winded at this point, so we'll stop with this uh, news article before we get into it. Today I Fucked Up. Um, we've got a murderous dog out there, and this is really serious shit. Mm. Um,
1: I thought I, you were going to go with the other one, but yeah.
0: Yeah. We could. I think we'll just throw that one in, in the next episode. Yeah, we'll but. just, just
1: that, that'll work. Um, yeah, this, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I didn't have a ton of to- uh, thoughts following this one other than, man, that that's bad dog. Bad dog. That's a bad boy. No, no boobs <laughs> for you. Um, also, this guy was probably an idiot <laughs> to some degree. Like, it probably doesn't happen to a lot of safe gun owners, let's be honest. Um, but a, a, a hunter in Turkey. Uh, was killed after loading up his his vehicle uh, and accidentally letting In the process
0: of loading up his vehicle. Yeah, Yeah. uh,
1: after he had already loaded his rifle, um, let his dog into the car, who then stepped onto the trigger, um, causing the the rifle to fire and hit the man. So
0: what I'm a little confused about, and this this goes to show whoever wrote this was not a gun owner, Um, we've got it called a shotgun and a rifle in the same...
1: I caught that, yeah.
0: In the same article, so we either have a dog that really went off the rails and shot him with two guns, or we've got some confusion here. And given how things played out, I'm not sure that the first option is completely out of the question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you might be right, dude. <laughs> this uh this dog might have we need to know the backstory here. How was this dog mistreated? Uh, if he did in fact shoot his owner with multiple firearms that i think we know it wasn't an accident um but yeah pretty crazy I, I i imagine that was a mistake on the on the rider's part if i had to guess um but yeah the dude threw the dog into the car the animal's paw touched a loaded weapon and uh you want to try to pronounce this guy's name yeah dude
0: let me let me go at it um
1: i will let you butcher this
0: o- Osger... Gavreca glue.
1: Yep. And he's dead, sadly. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty shitty way to go. The Getty uh, Getty image of the dog down there. It's just an old chocolate lab. (laughs) (laughs) The stock image shows a dog sitting outside. A newspaper in Turkey reported that a man had been accidentally shot and killed by his dog. It's just like a happy old lab just sitting there. Um, Yeah, Yeah,
0: so his body has since been taken to... Uh, State Hospital morgue, and an investigation is underway to understand more details about his death. This seems pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. The dog fucking Murdered killed him. Murdered him, yeah. And, in and cold blood. You
1: know, a lot of the times it, it doesn't come out until it happens with the next owner or, you know, a lot the next spouse. We see, you know, a lot of the cases it becomes a pattern where it's like, oh, this, yeah, this guy's first wife died, accidentally fell down some stairs, or she died scuba diving, and then, like, years later... Oh, his next wife died, too, coincidentally. Hmm. We'll see what happens to this dog's next owner and and the fate of that person, but, you know, and then we'll know if this was intentional or not.
0: Yeah, the, the best part about this is, like, they were completely – it was just the man and his dog. There was no other person present. So I don't know what this investigation is going to lead to other than – the dog was clearly the trigger man. Yeah. There's no uh, There's no the grassy way. knoll here that we need to worry about, it doesn't sound like. Especially if it's a shotgun. That needs to be pretty close range. Um, I just want to know how they even knew to respond with paramedics. Right? Because he was taken to the hospital and died at the hospital. Does that dog also know how to call...
1: Did he drive in Paramedics? There? Yeah, that's, did, that was my thought.
0: This dog sounds sounds like a different breed. He,
1: st- he very carefully staged an accident um, and then did a pretty good job covering it up. He's like, I'm a dog. Man, I was just jumping into the car. Didn't know what I was doing.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, this one doesn't pass the smell test. Agreed. Uh, this dog... This dog needs to be investigated further, and um, I think some prison time might be in order.
1: Potentially, I mean. I we, don't know
0: what Turkish prisons prisons are like, but I I'm, I sure hope this dog is, you know.
1: Well, we've done dis- his
0: due de- done his due investigation into that. Yep. yep. See if it was worth it.
1: Uh, we've discussed a a sheep being convicted. That's and, true. And sentenced to what? Ten years. Yeah. For killing a lady. Yeah. Without a weapon.
0: No weapon. Yeah. Straight skull, bro. Hmm. All right, so let's cap this off with our favorite segment of every week, our favorite subreddit. Mm -hmm. Today I fucked up, and um, I actually had a couple of different options here. Um, Let's see here. Um, Let's go with the Thanksgiving one. I believe this is a Thanksgiving one. Um, Yep, it sure is. So today I fucked up by eating a cupcake in the freezer while my husband was at the gym. Hmm. Uh, All right. There's an update and an edit that starts it out. So here we go. Um, Hopefully I can get through this message. It's difficult to focus right now. Uh, LOL. We already know where this one's going. I just got home from Thanksgiving in Texas with my parents and my husband. uh, Or I'm sorry. I just got home from Thanksgiving in Texas with my parents and my husband couldn't go with me this year. He stayed in town and saw our friend while I was gone. Unknown to me, he bought some homemade cupcakes with psychedelic mushrooms from him. Early this morning, he picked me up from the airport, and and when we got home, he decided to run to the gym. While he was at the gym, I decided to go to the freezer to get ice cream. There were several items blocking the way, so my lazy ass decided to not move them to the side to grab it. As I was closing the door, I saw some cupcakes and thought they, they were left over from husband's Thanksgiving since I couldn't be there. So I ate one and started doing some chores. <laughs> we decided to go to the in-laws when he got back to watch the football game. When we got there, I started to feel off and feel panicky. I already deal with anxiety, so I was worried I was having a panic attack, which hasn't happened in a while. I decided to lay down at first since I felt lightheaded. As I was laying there, I felt the panic keep rising and wouldn't stop. I decided to go to the bathroom and blow my nose since I was basically full-on crying on their couch. I didn't know why I was feeling this way, and it even crossed my mind that it felt like I was coming up on LSD. Mm -hmm. I just thought my anxiety was higher coming off a vacation and going into the work week. It took me a second, but I looked at the floor, and the patterns on it started moving weirdly. Mm -hmm. I immediately thought back to what I ate today, and then it hit me. I went back to the living room and asked him to talk with me for a second. Mind you, his parents are right there, too, and saw me on the verge of a breakdown when I left to the restroom. We went up to his mom's office, and I asked him if there was anything in the cupcake that I stole from the freezer. After our conversation, we went back downstairs, and his mom asked if, 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 if everything was okay. It was clear I had been crying and was not with it, so I told her I accidentally ate a Delta 8 brownie from my husband's friend. Weed is illegal here, too, in, in parentheses. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to laugh it off while giving lots of side eye to my husband, and it's just the start of our night. Send help, OMFG. Um, we have an update. Drank water last night and actually got to, got to bed at a good time. Good thing. Time moves fucking slow when tripping. Woke up actually feeling fucking great today. Time to go see my dying patients on hospice. <laughs>
1: All right. Whoa, uh, we've um, we've had a few, you know, in, unintentional psychedelic experiences. We've we've mentioned on this subreddit. The one that immediately came to mind um, when when this uh, person was talking about showing up to their in-laws' house and starting to feel the effects. It reminded me because I'd forgotten about our, our sweet sweet bride uh, who. <laughs> drugged all of her guests at the <laughs> wedding uh, I think it was in Orlando um, and the older people the older guests the one person I went started to their, calling the the no no went to their car <laughs> and accepted that they were dying and just laid down in the car to die it's I mean I've never unknowingly taken something like that I so haven't either every, I don't have friends that are that poor. every time yeah the same every time that feeling hit me I, I knew that it was coming. Um, but it, it's got to be brutal just to think, you know, maybe you're having a little anxiety. Um, and as someone who suffers from it, I totally get it. Uh, but then it just keeps amplifying. And then, yeah, a few minutes later, you're seeing the, the, the floor tiles dance a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. Just uh, that I had to, she probably doesn't remember a lot of the night uh, beyond that point. I, I wouldn't think so, and but those for that first hour had to be pretty tough. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, as as you start to have that onset and you don't know what's going on, especially if you already have anxiety, that's mm. got to be terrifying. Yeah. Um, there is nothing quite like not knowing what's going on with your brain. Yeah,
1: no, there's really not.
0: <laughs> um, and and I think anybody that has anxiety, uh, has, has been there. You know, you. You eventually succumb to the fact – like, those that are good at having anxiety at this point, you succumb to the fact, my brain's just doing things right now, mm. and um, everything's fine, and it's all going to be okay. You can't really necessarily come to that point when you're tripping nutsack.
1: No, hard to rationalize <laughs> when, you're, when you're in another realm, when you're in another dimension uh, between your ears. Um, yeah, just uh, – I that had to have been a pretty funny conversation when they snuck up to the, the office or the guest room or whatever to, and he, <laughs> he, uh, he assured okay? her that something was indeed in the cupcake and it was, it was psilocybin. <laughs>
0: it, it's all going to be okay. Um, you are tripping on a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, right Yeah. And
1: now. they're, they're good, by they, the way. This like, is good shit. Yeah. It's going to be a fun <laughs> night once we get out of here. Um, oh, that's, that's brutal. I, uh, I've never really had. I had a kind of a weird encounter at the grocery store one time when I was tripping balls. But that, you know, lasted. You went
0: to the grocery store while you were tripping.
1: Yeah, not intent. It, it it wasn't planned that way, but it turned out <laughs> I had to. And um, there was a there was an awkward thirty seconds or so. But to be at like your in laws' place, um, you know, somewhere where it's it's not typically cool to just be just tripping taint. Um, that had to be a lot of fun to hold that. I would
0: rather be in a room full of strangers than be with people that it matters around. Um, that sounds terrible. Yeah. And I'm glad this person was able to laugh it off. and, And it sounds like she was able to take the humor from the situation. Um, but man, that not knowing what the hell is going on with your body and, and just assuming, like, I've got an anxiety attack setting in and then finding out, I almost feel like it's it's probably a bit a bit of a relief, but it's also like, oh, shit. So I'm not having an anxiety attack. However, I'm about to be tripping ball sack with my in-laws for the next several
1: hours. Yeah. My reality is, is not going to be what it normally is. Um, you're just like, my mashed potatoes are. Just like a wave pool right now. Like what is going on? She's just poking the cranberry sauce, just like giggling. Um, drooling a little bit. Uh <laughs> yeah, that um I'm sure that made for an eventful night and like, you know, hopefully there's no like PTSD there and they can look back and be like, Well, that was a pretty fucking crazy day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I probably just probably gonna check before you eat any mysterious desserts out of the freezer again.
0: And I don't, I don't know where else you could go with it to kind of explain it to somebody else. But, like, all right, especially if you're dealing with somebody who, who doesn't, like, dabble in any sort of...
1: Mind-altering substances. At all. Like, we're
0: talking marijuana or anything else. And your explanation goes to, uh, I ate some Delta 8 brownies by accident. Dude, if I would have told that to my parents or even... Mary's mother, or whatever, they'd be like, Oh my god, what is Delta 8? That sounds terrible. We're checking
1: you into rehab tonight. Like,
0: we need to go to the hospital. Yeah, like that would be that would offer no solace Delta whatsoever. It
1: does sound like a gas station, like <laughs> it salvia. It really sounds like does. spice or something. Yeah. yeah, dude, I smoked Delta 8 and got naked in Kmart. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah.
0: I got arrested in the middle of an intersection buck naked. Yeah, dude. The last time I did Delta A.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> I assaulted a pine tree. <laughs> got apprehended.
0: Yeah, so um I mean it sounds like everything's gonna be fine with this situation, but it is it is rather funny that uh you know, you've got this completely unassuming person surrounded by people who are also completely unassuming that are wondering what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And to make matters even funnier, like you're giving an explanation that probably doesn't help things at all. No, probably not. <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, it, at least though they were able to muster up some kind of excuse. Um, if you if you recall, our man who was just trying to get laid that night um, by an eight and a half month pregnant chick. Yeah, while well, he was also taking mushrooms for the first time. <laughs> well, it was later escorted out of the home by a neighbor. <laughs> So we know these interactions can go south. uh, You're not expecting to be on another plane. Um, But, yeah, hopefully all went well. There's no, like, long-lasting, yeah, either, like like I said, like emotional trauma or weird rift between the in-laws or whatever. I I imagine everything's cool. Uh, But, yeah, man, that that gave me anxiety just, like, listening to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, you can definitely feel, you you can feel that one th-
1: just reading it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, man, I don't even know how I would react to that. Yeah. You're coming up. You just took mushrooms, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're coming up. You're feeling great. You're at your in-laws. for <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs>
0: You just wait a few hours. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be way worse. Oh, man. All right, well, I think, I think that's all we got, yeah. I think that's all we got this week. Um, that was a good hour and 22 minutes, so, you know little long winded here. I feel like this was a pretty solid episode. Um, for those of you who listened to through to the end, really appreciate you. Um, check your cupcakes before you eat them. Make sure you ask and y'all have a good eat. Good eat. Y'all have a good week. Do that.